Hello, this is Bert Young. You listen to the Skeleton Crew, and I don't sweat you. Guys, it's the Skeleton Crew 167. We're in the dungeon. It's heaven. My name is Al, and I'm the only one here for now. You see, guys, I snuck into the dungeon to talk to you about a few things. There's some stuff I just want to talk to you about. Nobody else. I don't want anyone else to hear this. No, actually, the real reason is because the show you're listening to was, you know, there was a lot of scheduling problems in September into uh, October and stuff like that. A lot of moving parts for the Skeleton Crew. So, you know, as you saw on the last episode, our landmark episode, the Halloween 1978 review... Dave Z was not on that episode because Dave's taken a hiatus from podcasting for a month and it kind of just like, you know, everything got out of whack and it just didn't work out. Aaron Duncan hopped on and boy, let me tell you, he killed it. I mean, this guy, he's no stranger to podcasting, as I mentioned on that show or no, I mentioned it on the Bare Bones, which... You know, it's funny, a lot of even real hardcore regulars of the Skeleton Crew didn't seem to know that Dave wouldn't have been on that show, and that Aaron would. And I found that odd, because I made that whole announcement on the Bare Bones episode. Um, Now, I don't know if you guys are skipping those or what. Bare Bones is just the Skeleton Crew with not everyone there. And I have a lot of plans for Bare Bones, uh, especially for... 2024. I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff there. So I wouldn't just go skipping those uh, for whatever reason. I mean, hey, it's your life. Do whatever you want. But what I'm saying is you're going to be missing out on a lot of stuff that you're probably going to be into. A lot of that stuff has a skeleton crew vibe. And I'm having a lot of special guests come on. We're going to be doing a lot of fun things. And I hope you don't miss out just because the episode is bare bones. I mean, (laughs) that would be crazy. So, uh, yeah, I came on here. Oh, the point of all this is that the show you're listening to, we did what we promised. We did the most iconic moments in horror part two. We told you there's just too many. And and we didn't even cover anything in part two, you know, because there's just so many that no matter how many shows we do... It'll never be enough to cover it, but we wanted to touch on the topic. We hope you enjoy. It was a really fun one this time around, uh, just like the last one. But, uh, you know, we got to a couple more things. Um, Now, the reason I'm jumping in and the reason no one's here with me is because this show, because of the scheduling wackadoo problems we had in October, that show was recorded 
I want to say, right around Labor Day weekend. So I say a lot of things. When I was uh, producing the show, I listened back and I noticed that I really do um, timestamp this episode a lot. There's a couple things I say that would make no sense if you don't know that. So you have to realize when the next segment comes on that that was done on Labor Day weekend, a day after my birthday. So keep that in mind. Uh, It'll be me, Jamie, and Dave Z. Uh, One thing I wanted to touch on, if anybody has not seen it, go watch The House of Usher on Netflix. That series is phenomenal. The writing is the toppest of the top notch. Excellent. The performances by each and every single actor and actress, excellent. I mean, once you get done with the first episode and you see the carnage and craziness at the end of that episode, you are going, even in this day and age still, you're going to be jaw-dropped. It is, oh my god, yeah. It's rough. So, but it just, as the story develops and they keep doing flashbacks and everything and everything ties together, you're going to see just how well this was done. It was just out of this world. So uh, after I watched that, I watched the Vincent Price movie, How Fall the House of Usher. And then I watched a bunch of Vincent Price movies. I did a lot of fun things in October. Uh, a lot of his movies, that series, it really made October great. I watched all the Halloweens besides part five, six, and eight. I could not do it. I tried to watch six. I got so bored about 20, 25 minutes in. I watched the producer's cut, and I just couldn't do it. It is so bad. I don't think there is a good version of that movie. It's funny, because I really did enjoy that movie when I was younger. I thought it was one of the the better ones. It seemed... uh, I guess I liked the way Michael looked. I don't know. I'm not sure, and I like the atmosphere that the movie captures, and I like John Strode and all that, But and I liked uh, Barry... Sims, but I don't know. Maybe it just didn't strike me this year. Uh, I just didn't, I couldn't get into it. So I turned it off. I tried watching Halloween Resurrection since I was forced to buy the Blu ray with that three pack a year ago or two. And uh, I <clears throat> couldn't watch that either. I tried watching it with the um, video commentary by Rick Rosenthal, and he talked about the movie like as if he has no idea. It's horrible. And that just turned me off completely. And I was like, okay, yeah, you don't even know, you have no idea, like, that everyone hates this, right? So I'm not going to listen to you talk about this like it's good. And plus, even watching it while he was talking, I just couldn't do it. I It, it wasn't even that, I'm, I'm just saying this after the fact, that I, it, it was a turn off that he talked about it so nicely. But the reality is, it just wasn't interesting. Halloween Resurrection is so bad. I didn't even attempt to watch Halloween 5. I just can't ever do that. That's just terrible. And, uh, yeah, 6, I'll give it another go next year. But I enjoyed all the other ones very much. I had a great watch for Halloween 2. It was so good. Great watch for H2O because I had friends come over who never seen it. A young, a younger girl, she's like 25, and her boyfriend, and me and my wife, and she loved it because she loves the Scream stuff. She loves all that stuff, so she thought it was great. Um, and it is, you know, I mean, Michael looks terrible. There's, there's a lot of problems with it, but, uh, yeah, as a, as a, as a a nice watch, it's, it's great. I did not watch Rob Zombie's Halloween one or two. 
This is the second year in a row I didn't watch Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. So it'll be three years of me not watching it by the time I watch it again next October. And I will. I just just didn't feel like it this year. I don't know. I just wasn't into it this year or last year. I just didn't feel like it. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's it for little updates from me. Enjoy the show. Uh, I, iconic moments in horror. We really went all out with this, so hope you enjoy it. I really like the list we all put together. Yeah, glad to get something out. It's been, it's been you know, half a month since the crew's been uh, back out. But I, I'm determined to keep this going. So we will do more stuff. And like I said, if for whatever reason I can't get this to happen, there will be a ton of bare bones stuff with me and a bunch of guests. So either way, there will be content. So don't skip out on that. If you didn't like my solo casting on Bare Bones, then don't worry. I'm, I'm probably not leaning to that anymore. Uh, not that I didn't enjoy it or anything. I just I just would rather have like random people on with me. Like people who've been a big skeleton, a big bonehead, been in the bone zone for 10 years, and you want to hop on and do a show with me, that's the place, the Bare Bones. <clears throat> that's where I'll have the guests. I just can't put it under the skeleton crew because I feel like that should be when everybody's on the show. Uh, but I, I could have me and one guest or me and two guests who aren't the regular co-hosts. And I, I could throw that on bare bones because uh, Jamie and Dave don't have all the time in the world for that stuff. So that those will be like my little side projects that I want to do besides. It's like... Uh, a guy in a band who wants to do a solo album or something. Not not that I want to. It's not that I don't want them there. It's just that there's a lot of things they're not into. There's a lot of things that they don't have time for. And it's just the right place. And it, it's just the right thing to do. So we'll be right back with Most Iconic Moments in Horror Part 2. Chainsaw Massacre again lately. Hey. Not because of that 2022 movie. Oh. But because... No, <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm into it again, though, because of the new PlayStation game. Oh, that's why. I didn't even put it together, but yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, I'm loving the game. I'm not great at it. I'm definitely getting it. I escaped once or twice and all that stuff, but... I haven't played it as much as I wanted to, but I definitely want to play more. The way they recreated the Sawyer house and and Drayton and Leatherface and the it's the original Hitchhiker for some reason. So they got all three of those characters, but for whatever weird reason, and I don't want to start complaining, but... And they added new ones. No, but they are definite homages to different kind of road trip. Wait a minute now. You're telling me... That they don't have Chop Top, but they added randos just to just to do it to have some other weird characters. 
It's because they only purchased the rights to the first movie. So right. if they wanted to do that, they'd have to purchase so much more just to get that one guy. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. And then it becomes not worth doing. So we can't complain, unfortunately. But yeah, it would have been awesome to have him in there. Um, but either way. So yeah. Oh, the the original Hitchhiker, he came back to do his voice. Yeah, I know. I think that's awesome. Now, why? I don't even know the guy was alive. Who would have known? Yeah, why did I think he passed? Maybe because he got hit by that truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, because everybody else did. He is pretentious as hell. Like, if you've ever watched interviews with him, he's so, oh, really? he's so funny. Yeah. Really? Um, just there's this one doc. I don't remember what it's. I don't remember which one it is, but in it, he's wearing a uh, like a black turtleneck and. You know, he just he's a theater guy. So, you know, he's all hoity toity. But wow. Who would have guessed that? Right. Well, he probably got hired that way. He was like a local in Texas and they probably went to someone knew someone in the theater and said, hey, who wants to act in a movie? It's just like now with Craigslist, people can go and act in local horror movies. If you, you know what I mean? So back then there was no craigslist they would probably have word of mouth and they probably were lucky to get a guy like that but still that that's unfortunate i again yeah <laughs> i thought he was dead because you never hear about him he doesn't i never hear about him at a uh, convention maybe he's just doing well for himself and he doesn't need to do anything else that's possible hmm. maybe he made a nice life and he doesn't you know what i mean i don't know yeah god hopefully uh oddly enough john Larroquette didn't do the opening credits yeah. or whatever you call it this time the scroll um yeah so i remember i'm so dumb if you guys listen back when we first do our jump the shark show and mike is arguing why texas chainsaw is actually good and me and dan are just pointing out why it's not um there's one point where i go and how stupid why is the hitchhiker still alive but just with a metal plate in his head. Like, it, he, he would have had a lot more damage than that. Like, he was crushed by this truck. Well, who do you think Nubbins was? <laughs> I don't know. Nothing. I didn't think anything. I agree. Hold on. I'm going to jump in and tell you something, Alex. For years. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. <laughs> For years. I didn't know that that was somebody different until horror message boards came came around. And we started started talking to other people. But in my life, even as kids, when we rented the movie back in 1986 and then rented the original, and for whatever, 14-plus years, in my mind, <laughs> he had the metal thing in his head because he got ran over at the end of part one. So it made perfect right. sense to me that that's why he had a plate. So like, I'm like, okay, they brought him back. It's horror movies. He survived it. He really didn't die. It made sense to me. So I, And he acted the same way and sounded the same, similar. He acted exact. If you look at that scene where he's on the couch in the record place, he acts exactly like the hitchhiker. Well, he was he supposed to. That's how he was mark. discovered. Sorry, Jane. I said he doesn't have a birthmark. I, I never knew that was a birthmark. You know what I always thought that was? I always thought because he worked. And if you look at the color of it, 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 I mean, you might laugh at me, but it makes sense if you look at the color. The color of that birthmark, I always thought, was blood from working at the slaughterhouse. On well, that's what I thought it was. What are you saying? I just thought he was dirty, and that was that's what was on his face. So I didn't even make that connection. But is that not what it is? No, it's a no, birthmark. It's a birthmark. It, I've heard that. Are too. you joking? See, a, oh, so no. you... <laughs> 
You're telling me if I look this guy up right now, Ed, and here he is right here. It's still on his face, oh, you're telling oh, me? Oh, in the movie, no, it's the, supposed to the be. The character had the birthmark. <laughs> oh, well, okay, so I thought it was a cut. <laughs> it looks like blood. It looks like he got, uh, I was up from a cow or something, you know? He's just a dirty person that didn't, didn't clean. I don't know. That's what I thought. That's 100%. He just got out of work. I thought a cow did it. And it's a bloody freaking job, and he's got blood on him. And in, Wait, in the second I didn't movie, think he worked at the slaughterhouse. Because he talks he say about it? how his uh, how his family worked there, but I don't remember him saying he does. Well, he sure as hell talked a lot about it. The machines they use, head cheese, I can get you <laughs> this. I don't know. I just thought that maybe he, he worked there. I was never quite clear. And when part two came around, the thing that he was playing with, I just figured was just whatever. It's a corpse. They killed somebody. And right. I, I, I was like, oh, nubbins. It was just like a toy of his, just like a thing that he picked up because they're whacked. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Wait, now, wait a minute, Jamie. You're wrong. About what? Chop Top does have that that birthmark on his face. No way. It's just on the other side. Well, then it's not that birthmark. If it's on the... They don't move. It's exactly the same, almost. It's a little thinner. Yeah, but aren't they twins? I don't know. I thought Jamie, they were twin brothers. We don't find that out till like much later. Right, it wasn't canon, but between one and two, later on they, they they said this is this and that is that, and but right at the time, did you think that? Did you think that they were twins? I I've ever since I've known who Nubbins was, which is I don't know when I figured that out. It, I know it wasn't the first time I watched the movie; like I didn't know it right away. But when I figured that out, I just assumed they were twins, like they were close. But like in the first movie. The, uh, you know, Nubbins was, not Nubbins, uh, Chop Top was in the war. So that's why he wasn't there. And so now, canonically. Now, but if you, he didn't exist, obviously, in the first one. But he had to come up with a reason to bring in another character. And the hitchhiker was dead. So that's where he came up. And then, yeah, like you said, Dave, um, he saw a video of Bill. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Bill. Yeah. Doing, doing the hitchhiker. And so he's like, yeah, man, that's, that's pretty good. Come on. So that's why Isn't I just awesome? always assumed they were supposed to be twins because he, you know, he acts so much like him and all of that. Right. And they seem to be roughly the same age. So. Well, they made them twins like later on in the what do you call it movie? Remember they did that one Leatherface movie? They showed them as they were kids, and then when they called one Nubbins, and they called one whatever the fuck. I don't even know if they called them any. But see, Nubbins never sound like a real name to me. They sound like a name you would give a fucking corpse that you're playing with. Oh, this is Nubbins. Right. Who would name somebody Nubbins? You're telling me in that Leatherface prequel they they talked about these two people and made them brothers? Yeah, they're in the beginning. Yeah, don't you remember when when Leatherface is a kid and he goes off to that place? And in the beginning, remember, they give him a present and it's a chainsaw in the beginning. They have the family there and there's two younger brothers. <laughs> Vaguely. I, me- I remember a, okay. a big fat kid was like the guy throwing us off and then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But this was his family in the beginning of the movie. He was, and then he goes back to them at the end. There was two boys the same age, and that one of them was Nubbins and one Chopped Up. I don't know what they, I don't know if they called him Chopped. How could they have? It's not no, his, well, no. But, I assume he got that name from being in the war and having his top chopped off, but... Yeah, and this one they called him Mr. Bill. 
What did they? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go watch that movie now to find out what they. But I know for a fact they called the one guy Nubbins. I'm like, that's stupid. See, Nubbins, like I said, it sounds like a freaking a toy name, like something you would name a corpse that you carried. Oh, this is Nubbins because right. I think of Nubs. He's not completely together. He's freaking, you know, stumps and shit. I don't know. It's half a skeleton. And then here's what I want to know: if Nubbins, if Chop Top went to the war, how come Nubbins was the one that had the freaking the grenade in his pocket? The old well, fuck maybe- you, Charlie. <laughs> well, that oh oh yeah yeah. I meant well because Chop Top brought it back from the war and gave it to Nubbins. It's his I twin, guess. so you know yeah. that's his brother. Yeah. And he uh, wow. <laughs> he brought it home from the war. Now, a good question would be why wasn't the hitchhiker in the war if Nubbins was? But that's uh, yeah, he's a draft dodger. In the first movie, <laughs> Nubbins didn't wasn't a thing, and so it didn't matter. But, right, and there was no such thing as Chop Top in the first movie. Right. So, no. Well, I guarantee you that Alex and I are not the only two people. Well, I know because my friends thought it too. But besides my crew and Alex See, and there's six of us. There's... No, I, and, and I totally get it. Like, it makes sense. Because like I said, when the first time I saw it, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that right away. But I just figured it out uh, because it made sense to me. Because well, no, 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 he no. was, you know, obviously dead. But let's not forget, I don't really watch that movie. Oh yeah, that's right. You're weird. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> for the three times I watched it, I never thought to care about anything like that. I thought it made perfect sense in horror world where a guy's head gets run over and they replace it with a freaking metal plate to fix it. Because we've well, seen too. things like that in tons of horror movies where it's well, explained in the next you movie. You are not wrong. No, you're not wrong. That is. And so it makes sense that that. Yeah, I, I totally believe that a lot of people don't think about that. Yeah. Isn't that huh. something? So that's that. If you guys do play on. Still playing PS4. My name is Halloween underscore three. Look me up and I'll I'll play with you. <laughs> play with me. Play with me. Play with Benny. <laughs> we had uh, a really cool segment back in the day, like last month, where we did the most iconic moments in in horror. So uh, there are just so many, and our backs uh, started to kill us after three hours, so we had to leave and go back to our normal life. But we are back to do part two of the most iconic uh, horror movie moments. Yeah, so let's get back into this. Uh, You know, it's funny. Like, we talked about how when you have great movies, there are so many great iconic moments in each one did we even talk about halloween i mean like for something like that you know it's known as the greatest horror movie of all time but why you know with halloween coming up we might as well throw that in there uh you got the closet scene with michael and jamie where michael's busting through that closet and breaking all those um shutters shutters or the shutter yeah where he's like, and that's Tommy Lee Wallace doing a perfect job of that because he didn't want to. He wanted to break it exactly the right way, so that was a great job. Uh, the director of Part Three, um, you got. I shot him six times. You have the moment where he he looks down and he's not on the lawn. You have the unmasking. That's an iconic moment. The opening scene. Mm-hmm. 
You could even argue that an iconic moment is the op- the very first second when the music starts and it says Halloween and the pumpkin and and all that stuff. Like it's it's just that movie is just so good because it's all sort of iconic, you know. Man, you're right. In that opening, this I'll never understand. I mean, t- taste is taste, but I think the opening, the Halloween one, is absolutely amazing. And part two. With the, there's nothing else like that. As soon as it starts, and then it goes into it, oh my God. I think it's freaking spellbinding. It's so good. That as soon as I put on a Halloween, it's just like, wow. And when you see the pumpkin, and when you hear the music, and John Carpenter's Halloween, but the lettering comes up, it's yeah. just, oh my God, it, it overtakes you. Oh. you. You just never heard anything like that. Like oh that, my God. Um, but when you hear the intro for Halloween, you're like... Oh God! This is some dark shits about to go down. Like, what's ha- what is this movie? You know, right. um, it's, ju- right. it's just so, it's a, a whole nother feeling of dread. Like that music gets kind of underrated as it gets overrated because we become numb to it. But let's really think about how good that music is. I mean, God, um, incredible, incredible. And you say Halloween. You know what I wrote down? Because this is what I did, Alex. This is my method. Is I probably said it last time we did it. Is that I just thought of the movie. I came up with the idea. And the first thought that came to my mind, I wrote down. Everything you said was not in my note. I have one moment wow. from Halloween that, to me, has always been the iconic moment. This one just hits me the hardest. All I wrote was Mike sit up. And it's just that scene where Michael sits up and turns his head. To me, uh, man amazing because it's always creeped me right out and i just think the execution of it is amazing i I love that scene wow i I was gonna write sits up but didn't because i thought where i was eventually gonna go with this was me saying well when you think about it i feel like everything from the point of laurie walking across the street is iconic like what isn't like looking at annie on the bed her trying to get through the kitchen door and breaks it and moves the rake or whatever was there. Him punching through that door. Like, you you could argue the whole entire thing. Her screaming for help and banging on the people's doors and trying to get the... And Tommy opening the door. Like, what isn't iconic? Her stabbing him in the neck. I, I don't know. There's, there's really nothing that is. And I already mentioned the mask and the six bullets and him leaving. I mean, there's really nothing else. Like... It just it just goes on and on and on. I think in Loomis, you'd even talk about Loomis and his speeches. My God! Right? Oh God! Right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the devil's eyes. Right? There's you, that's why. Like, it, it's almost like you you stop wondering why something is so good, right? Like you almost just take it for granted. Just say, yeah, well, it's 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 one of the better. Like, yeah, but why? And it's like here's why because virtually every scene is iconic. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's funny is um, Brian was getting dangerously close to a package that was actually for him. And I didn't want him to see who it came from. <laughs> so I and this is last night, uh, not last night, um, earlier today. So I said, get your ass away from there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, awesome. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what? I love being married to someone who immediately gets it when I do that stupid shit. 
<laughs> right on. I could do that too. My wife knows that one. There's certain ones she knows. Of course, it's not like you and Brian, but you know some of the the, the real main ones that we've watched all the time. I could even say it to Frankie. Have a nice she'd troll, know. asshole. Oh yeah, <laughs> been saying that forever. So, but then I say some out loud, and nobody. Nobody knows what I'm talking about, but I can't help but say it. Like when someone says something, something about a fat bird or anything, and I'll I'll quote, I like fat birds, and nobody knows what that is. But how often do people talk about fat birds around you? <laughs> I don't know, but three times maybe it's come up about a bird. In the backyard. I don't know, or even a bird. Period. Even a bird gets mentioned. Context? You know? Would somebody be like, "Oh, look at that fat bird"? <laughs> like, you know, speaking of that, I like fed birds. Yeah. <laughs> it has happened like, three or huh? four times, and every time I hear it or sometimes hear bird, I'll say it. I like fat birds. And nobody knows what the hell that is, but it's from Prevenge. But nobody in my house has seen that movie. I just I always remember that, that line. That Isn't that awesome. great though? Isn't it? It's fun. <laughs> but do you know what I'm talking about in the beginning when yeah. he says that to her? Yeah. 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 I like fat birds. <laughs> now that Dave said that, I'm gonna like wait for my opportunity to do this, and I'll probably be 67 years old. And like, Gosh, I, I was able to say that. <laughs> like, and Jamie would be like, for the first time, I'd be like, yeah, they finally talked about a fat bird. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> hey, maybe on Thanksgiving, someone will say it's a fat bird talking oh, about the turkey. You oh, never know. Okay, there you go. Keep your eyes and ears peeled, you know, and open. <laughs> <laughs> Keep open. the wax out of them. Yeah. Uh, well, yep, Halloween. There you go. Oh, I have one that I thought of immediately when we stopped recording the last time. And I was like, damn it. Uh, and that is the eye gouge scene from Zombie. When, <laughs> uh, when she gets her face just pulled into the spike of wood that's sticking out and it punctures her eyeball and it's so slow and i mean you show anybody a photo like a still from that scene and and they know immediately what it is and Mm -hmm. and then of course every time i watch it though i'm like just get away from the door just get what do you like she did not have to die she she made some stupid (laughs) decisions but it's she still did. a very iconic scene and uh, like one of my favorite deaths in horror. Man. And it's fucking horrible because you have to watch it coming for her eye just like she does. And then it's just it. Oh, and then you watch it just slowly penetrate. That runs all mm. over. And that messes me up too. anything with eyes and teeth. Oh. Just 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 gets the, me, oh. the Italians loved their eye trauma, especially full word. Yeah. Oh, Fulci, the king. The king of eye trauma. No question. Oh, Fulci was so full of it. Dude. <laughs> full of it, Fulci. <laughs> yeah, I can't even put contacts in. So, yeah, that totally freaks me oh, out. Oh, ridiculous. There's no way I could put contacts in. I don't even – I can barely even put freaking eye drops in my eyes. I do. Oh, me too. Me too. Dude, all my life. And I was a pothead all my life. And all my friends were always going places and freaking <laughs> putting a visine in their eyes. And I was like, no, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to go Dave with the walks eyes. in looking like uh... a fucking glazed donut, you know? <laughs> Did you guys ever know anybody that would flip their eyelids wrong side oh, out? Oh, stop. No, I can't even think about it. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh. used to. Oh, oh, God. I had this boy that I went to school with who used oh, to God. do it all the time to freak me out. 
But I can't even mm-hmm. think it. Oh man, no. See, I, I'm real squeamish about shit like that. Any bodied stuff. That's why body horror messes me up so bad. It's just, uh, uh-uh. I can't do it. Yeah, that's why that guy. Um, yeah, Cronenberg. Oh god. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he freaked me out, man. Like, like what was the one? <clears throat> oh, um, everything. My God, the fly. Yeah, the fly. Yeah, that's one. Which? Oh, so many. So you know, it's so funny because literally, that's what I wrote in my notes here. It says zombie dash eyeball. That's all oh. I wrote. One word: eyeball. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. You know? Yeah. Well, I guess I'll put one out there and I'll stick with Fulci. As long as we're talking Fulci, I have got, I have got to talk about this scene that every time I see it, just is amazing. I, I think I showed it to Francesca last time I watched it. I said, come here, just to see that scene. Actually, there's two scenes. But the, the thing that I thought about, did we talk about this last time? No, we couldn't have. We couldn't have because I would have erased no, it. No, we didn't. Okay. City of the Living Dead. I knew it. And- what is it tell me it's the girl vomiting up her insides yes puking guts as i wrote (laughs) yes oh my god that scene amazing and i think that's iconic i think everybody that's seen that movie they're not going to soon forget it and if they see that somewhere they're going to know where it comes from you know that's the scene that everybody talks about when they talk about that movie that one uh the one i find more disturbing though for me is the bug scene like where all those mealworms get blown in and they're just covered and they're all covered in them and i just uh, that that right there is why i would never be able to be in a fulci movie because Uh. you're not you're not covering me with bugs that is not a thing that's going to happen but so gross like this girl her eyes are like all bugged out and bleeding oh yeah oh Oh, yeah yeah. and then you just watch it just right out her mouth just (laughs) <laughs> oh it's amazing and isn't that isn't the other scene in there too when they hold the guy's head down and it goes yep, through the drill, on the, oh, the drill yeah yes that too oh yeah that movie Ooh. i just fucking love that movie so it's become my favorite of the of that trilogy now uh yeah. i still i my favorite is still uh house by the cemetery but uh, i do uh, my se- well shit zombies my second and then my third i guess would be city of the living dead Really? You got the beyond that far down, huh? I, yeah, I'm not, I don't love the beyond. Interesting. I never have. And I think it's because the first time I watched it, I saw it as Seven Doors of Death, you know, the mm-hmm. cut version. And I just was not impressed by it. And then later on, when I actually did see the beyond, that just kept sticking in my head. So I don't know. Yeah. I just, for whatever reason, I just don't love that one. But all of his other stuff, yeah. Right on. Yeah, it'd be like if you watch Creepers before you saw Phenomena, you know? Do, Which do, a lot of people do, do, did. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I saw Creepers and then Pneumonia. And you know what's funny is every <laughs> single time anybody mentions the movie Phenomena, <laughs> Brian and I both go, do, 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 do. But I know we're not the only ones. Like, everybody does that. <laughs> but They do. I do hear it a lot. Yep. <laughs> I have a half of one that I'll get to mine because I think we forgot to say it. We talked about Poltergeist last time, right? With the, the yeah. clown, right? Yes. Yeah. We didn't talk about the the ending with the house imploding, right? Uh, no, no, and that's great too. Yep. Yeah, watching James Karen get hit with the that bolt. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yep. 
It's great. Yep. And then, yeah, the effect of the house just folding in on itself and, and you know, oh. getting just whoop until it disappears into that little burst of light. That's oh. fucking brilliant. It's It looks so good. Yeah. It was it was done just as good in The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror with Bad Dreamhouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, even the kid getting eaten by the tree in Poltergeist is a freaking amazing scene. Yeah. Man, getting sucked in. He's half in and half out. Oh, man. Yeah. What a movie. So, uh, but my real pick is um, Rosemary's Baby, the reveal, man. Oh, yeah. nice. What yes. have you done to his eyes? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Guy's eyes are normal. <laughs> Satan is his father. <laughs> God is dead. Satan lives. The year is one. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And then the song at the end. Oh, man, oh. I just got chills. I love that movie so much. I just got freaking chills. <laughs> it, it was such an experience, that whole movie. And then the ending. Oh, yeah. God. I love the, oh, the uh, Mary, what's her name? Mary, Mary, the one yeah. who, uh, the one who has the glasses and she doesn't want her to rock him. I can't remember her name. Mary something. Oh, Mary, but, um, Oh shit! What is her name? Mary Sue? Mary uh, Swanson Sam, uh, Samson Samsonite. <laughs> Mary Ellen Samsonite. Mary. Oh, is it Mary Ellen or Mary what? Jane or Mary? Not Mary Jane. I'd remember that. Yeah, like Mary sure. Ellen. Mary Sue. Um, oh, anyway, she goes. Look at his feet. <laughs> she has her hands up for. <laughs> she says that. Look at his feet. Yeah, she's like, oh. look at his feet. <laughs> yeah, because he has he has hooks, right? Yeah. You have, to, you have to take him to a, a blacksmith. It, we, don't, no, we don't actually see it, but that's the impression, yeah, is that he has hooves. But she's so, she's so freaking, oh, I know, that's awesome. She's so freaking excited about it. She just has her little, her fat little hands up to her face. She's like, oh, <laughs> I can't wait to see that part now. That's totally my humor. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Wow. Uh, don't recall if we brought this up the last time, but the ending of Saw. Oh, amazing! When he's when he stands up off the floor. Oh my god! Holy Everybody shit. was like, "What?" I look. Uh, I think I told you guys this story, but I'm not sure that I was watching it with my roommate. We were both high. She always got high and passed out. So we're almost at the end of the movie, and when you think. Zepp is the killer. Like when you think you like you think, okay, this is it. This is solved. She passed out. And right after that is when the whole ending happened. And he stood up and I jumped because I didn't see this in the theater. I watched this at home, but I jumped up and I was like, holy fuck. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) she kind of woke up, but she's like, what? And I was like, he wasn't the killer. And she's like, okay. And then she passed back out. But I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I was just, I was so fucking excited because I didn't see that coming at all. No. Who did? I'll never forget that experience at the theater seeing it. Uh, incredible. And then he stands Are up. you guys going back to the theater this year? I will, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I've seen every one of them in the theater. Except. Yeah. No, no. Did I see Jigsaw in the theater? No, I did not see Oh, Jigsaw. and you didn't see Spiral either. I did. I saw I Spiral did. in the theater. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I don't know why I didn't go to Jigsaw, but I didn't. Uh, but I seen every other one 
maybe even opening night. I don't know if I can make that strong of a statement, but definitely early on because you don't want to wow. spoil. And yeah, but you know what? Spiral was such a slap in the face. You said spy- oh, because slap in the face because Chris Rock. <gasps> oh, wow. I'm sorry, dude. I'm a loser. Like I do the most obscure. I, I wasn't even thinking of Chris Rock. Wow. <laughs> Uh, no, but honestly, though, Final Destination 4, that was a slap in the face. Oh, that fucking movie. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the greatest, I stand by it today, greatest party movie ever. You have about six, seven people over the house. Put that on. That movie, it's the only dark spot in a perfect franchise, as far as I'm concerned. I think wow. yeah, I love every other film in that franchise, and four just... <laughs> now, there are some fun moments. I can still have fun with it. I just... And the kills are, you know, entertaining, but that's just all there is to it. You know, you, there's... Oh, yeah. There's nothing else to it. No character. We don't know dick about those characters. It doesn't make sense. That's all there is to it. It just does not... That was the racetrack one, right? Yeah. yeah. Even that was weak by comparison. But... You know, then they came back with five and fucking nailed it. And I oh loved boy. that one. Yep. Oh, and there's a new one coming out. That's what they've been saying. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it's called uh, Final Destination. Yeah. <laughs> I, I No, I think it is. No, is it really? <laughs> <I think it. laughs> you don't think they went back with six? Hmm. I, I can't. No. Why? Scream did it. it. Who did? Scream. They were smart. I'm like, yeah, let's just let's go call it Scream 6. As opposed to number. They did, but I think that was another attempt at being meta. <clears throat> like, not doing it for five and then doing it for six. Well, what else could they call it after calling the last one five green? There's nothing else you can do. Um, you would just call it Scream again and then have the date as the identification. I don't know. I don't think they, if they were that clever, they could have worked. They couldn't. There's no, you can't fit six into a Scream. You know what I mean? Unless... Uh, because the five look like an S, so five cream. But I mean, the yeah, six, that was good. Yeah, S C R E A. There's nowhere. There's nowhere to make it clever in the title. Six doesn't work. Like you can't even do like seven, like they did with you know in the movie Seven. <laughs> you can't do that again. Yeah, I can't believe they thought of that. Yeah, it was cool, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's. I think they're gonna come back. I think things are gonna finally start. They figured out that was a trend. Just naming the thing the movie, uh, and not putting like Texas Chainsaw, for example. Well, Halloween started that crap, I think, right? Who did start it? No, Final Destination started it. The Final Destination. Oh. Think about it. Either way, um, Saw. Saw was amazing. And when he stands up and he rips off his freaking thing and then you see him and then he goes, he's like, the key to that is in that tub. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> Everything about that scene and game over. And the door closed and then black and it's just freaking the guy screaming as the, right before the credits hit. Oh, it's so mm. creepy too, man. God. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, no, okay. that's great. I'll throw one out there. As long as we're talking about endings. And I'm, I'm surprised Jamie, of all people, didn't bring this one up. Dropping the ball this whole this whole uh, new run, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to be predictable. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You're right. Good call. You don't want to be predictable. She really is becoming unpredictable. That's good. Yeah, I'm it started, it started with the nightmare shows. It did. <laughs> That's your new gimmick. You never know what's going to come out of her <laughs> She's like, I know what you're expecting. I'm not doing it. So I just pick it up then. That's I what I tell you. Brian all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I kind of enjoyed that stuff. I'm She's kidding. like, yeah, well. I'm kidding. 
he gets denied nothing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Answer. You don't do the new thing that people do to each other, right? Half much. Half much. <laughs> uh, Never mind. We don't talk about pegging? it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Pecking? I said pegging. Oh, peg. That's where she doesn't cook or clean, and she says she's Peg Monday. <laughs> She's pegging Brian. Pegging. That would be a good one for her. Yeah. And no, for the record, we don't do that. <laughs> he would kill me if I let people think that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are you joking about on there? Oh, you're talking about ending. Sorry, guys. Here's the ending I have. The ending of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ooh. Right? Because you... Ah! <laughs> I can't do it. But... <laughs> you see that picture all the time or that thing brought up and... Oh, they're not that again. <laughs> With him pointing and doing that thing. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's freaking amazing. Wow. Well, and her reaction to that, uh, Veronica Carter's reaction is just amazing. Because she's like, you know, she's, uh, I, I think I, she sells it. You know, she sells the fact that, holy shit, the only person that I thought I could count on in this world that when I saw him, I was like, Oh, thank God. I'm not the last one. And then he turns around and does that. Like that's horrifying. And her reaction is perfect. Man. Yeah. 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 The context adds to it. You're right, man. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the ending of, um, to serve man on the twilight zone. I love that one. That is one of my favorite episodes. It's awesome. When he said, she says, it's a cookbook. He's like, what? And then the alien blocks him from going back down the uh, stairs. Yeah. That's what we should do. We should do a show, our top five favorite Twilight Zones. Hey, that, oh. I feel like we may have had that idea somewhere in the past. Hmm, let me think. <laughs> I got to watch a lot of them to catch up, man. Even though it's my favorite show, I still haven't seen every episode and I want to. Me neither. I can't believe you haven't, but I, I definitely haven't. And I just got Night Gallery, by the way, finally, because it finally became affordable. For 20 bucks, you can get the whole freaking, the whole oh, run. Oh, man. I used to Amazon. love watching that when I was a kid. <laughs> Let me throw one more out there. As long as we're talking about endings, it's a very controversial ending, but I'll say it and get it over. To me, it's one of the best Oh, endings. don't tell me Friday Part 3 where the mom jumps out <laughs> of the pond. <laughs> No, although the first time I saw it, it blew me away. There's no way I was. She's not headless. She's not yep. headless. <laughs> no, mine's simple. Uh, um, it's the mist. I think it's the most incredible. Oh, nice. Some people hate it, and I can never understand. Oh, why. I love it. Even Stephen King thinks it's better than the one he wrote. <laughs> like, <Word>. it's, <laughs> uh, it's an excellent ending, and yeah, it's a fucking downer, but that's hey. you know what makes it horrific, and that is the beauty of weird fiction. There you have it. You know, so. Yep. Um, did I mention J-Lo's ass in the last show, that we, the last time we did this? I don't think there's been a day that you haven't mentioned J-Lo's ass. <laughs> well, let's just, let me just put this in there, though. Her a In her ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on. Do you see what I'm grabbing, right? So let me put this in there. So this movie she made, The Boy Next Door, have you seen that one? Not yet. Oh, it's amazing. It's 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 horror for sure. Like people think Anaconda and The Cell is her only horror movies, but this is like a horror thriller. Yeah, it's like an obsession it's, thriller, right? Because I love those movies. Oh, me too. 
love them, but I, I've heard too many bad reviews on that one, so it's always been like on the on the on the fringe for me. Dude, that's just the haters. No, that's the, that's the haters, dude. Th- this movie is phenomenal. I, I must have seen it ten times, and my wife yesterday when she watches, she goes, "Man, you know, besides the fact that we like her, this is really great." I think the only thing we didn't like is, see, now I, I'm not going to tell you the don't. Seth, so yeah, I was going to tell you the iconic moment, but it is so amazing that it would kill it for you. You have to see this movie in the next like two weeks. So good. I'll throw it on with my family. They'll probably want to see it, so that's cool. I love those obsession thrillers. Love them. It's it's my. Uh, yeah, it's, I I'll get up in the middle of the night and just randomly watch. An obs- I don't know what it is about obsession movies, but I yeah yeah you're obsessed. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I am They're obsessed. Great. I, I love <laughs> a good don't. obsession movie. There's oh, so well, few there you of go. Them. There's only like maybe there's less than twenty. I'm I'm always searching and trying to go out there and find other ones. And there's you only watch so the many. One with Shannon Doherty. Which one is that? Was it, it the was, one made uh, for Lifetime? It was made for TV, but I think it was pre-Lifetime. Like, is that where she like scratched cock into a guy's hood of a car or something? That was in that was Alicia Silverstone, and that was in oh the, the crush, crush, which mm-hmm. is a classic. Oh, the crush! I like the crush a lot. Yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think. I think it's just uh, I'll have to think of it. But anyway, a friend of mine's dad made that movie. Um, Word, and it's really it's one of my favorites. But like then there's Summer Girl, and uh, from the early '80s, and uh, the Babysitter. With William Shatner and Patty Duke and Stephanie Zimbalist. I love that one. Damn, um, I haven't seen these. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to make a list for you then. Please. Wow. <laughs> I thought I had a list. Apparently, no. Apparently, there's a bunch of them. Because I've gone on and I've looked on different sites and I've, I've Googled it so many times and gone to different websites that go, 10 obsession thrillers you should see. And Oh, my God, Dave. I can't believe you didn't ask me. About what? Obsession thrillers? Yeah, if that was a good enough one to watch. Yeah, but you're you're biased. You're gonna say it's chill. You're gonna say watch it. I gotta go with someone that isn't a fan, like someone that's impartial. Why would I be biased? What are you talking about? Because it's chill. You gotta go to impartial <laughs> folks. It's like asking me about something with a chick that I'm in. I go, yeah, watch it. You know, like look, we talked about Poison Ivy movies. Yeah, I like, I like that one. I'll tell you. Talk about endings, though. The ending of Jeepers Creepers, the original. Oh yeah, amazing. Oh. I I love it. I love it. It's my kind of ending. <laughs> I just watched a video the other day where someone was talking about it was what culture horror, I think. And that's a British channel. But they were talking about uh, like 10 of the stupidest characters in, in horror movies. And they mentioned Derry because he climbed down the pipe. But they also lumped her in with him. And they're like, these two made this stu-. I'm like, she didn't want to do that shit. Like, she yeah. kept trying to get him to leave. Don't blame her. <laughs> yeah, she got to help her brother. You got another movie with at least, I'd say, three iconic scenes. Pet Cemetery. You have mm-hmm. the six sister scene. Oh, yeah. Which is, that is as traumatizing to me as RoboCop, as, <laughs> as uh, Toxic oh, Avenger. Yeah, oh, yeah, like... <clears throat> that was out of this world. Oh, damn. Even the cover. Look, when I came home from seeing The Grudge, 
and I was all freaked out that night. That was the night I slept on the couch with my clothes on and all the lights on, and I refused to even go into my bedroom. I, uh, I was laying on the couch and every time I would open my eyes, I would see the cover for Pet Cemetery, and it would make me think of Zelda. And I that yeah. made it worse. That made it that much worse because I used to have just visions of her running across the room at me from the corner of the room, just out of the shadows. Like, ugh. Awful. Wow, that's terrifying. It was terrifying. Even the feet. I couldn't scenes. even imagine having that dream. Oh. Oh, yeah, so I'm saying the feeding, everything. Everything. About her. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But then you got you got the kid getting creamed by the truck. Oh. Him cutting the guy's Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just so many. Probably making out with his dead wife. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> or cutting Herman Munster's mouth wider like the Joker. The cat's the worst part when they pick up the cat and it's all stiff like that and shit. And it cries and they shoot it. Like oh, a piece of ticky tape. Coming off a of leather. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that cat freaks me out now, though, being a cat lover, to see that the cat all stiff like that. Yeah. How it cries when they inject it. Oh, Aww. man. Hate that. <laughs> and, man, what an amazing remake that, of that movie and the way they they did the twist of the kids. And it, that really paid off. Like, because then it was devastating all over again. Except they ruined it in the trailer. Oh, oh, good. I don't watch trailers. So I was I was amazed. I do. Yeah. But then, so after that, though, I wouldn't allow Brian to watch it. I was like, no, you can't watch this trailer. And so every time we go to the movies, if that trailer came on, I'd make him close his eyes and I'd cover his ears. Because <laughs> I'm, nice. like, oh. I'm like, what the hell kind of idiot puts something like that right. in the trailer? Like, that is the stupidest. <laughs> They don't know any better. The directors don't make the trailers. The but, trailer most, people do. I know, I know. And most Sad. people don't like that movie, but I actually, I, I really like, like the ending of it. I think the ending yep. is so dark uh, when you've got Gage just stuck in the car by himself and the whole family, oh, yeah. including Church, are just all staring through the window at him like they're going to get him. Like that. T- that was a fantastic remake. That was just as good as the um, Amityville remake. Like, those two remind me of each other. Like, they're so... They're improvements on the original material, which is rare. Well, I can't agree with you there, but I I will... Um, I do like the Pet Cemetery one, but, oh. <laughs> but Amityville remake, no. Thank you. Oh, wow. I thought that was a great movie. Oh, I, you know, well, maybe you're comparing it too much. I love no, just as it, I think it's for a ghost film, you don't need like buckets and buckets and buckets of blood. It just drags it down. I think the best thing about that film is Ryan Reynolds and his turn. He did a beautiful job. Yeah, he was. Uh, cool. He, I mean, because he starts out as a really nice guy, and then you know you believe it when he gets all evil. Plus, there's that bit where he's like wearing nothing but pajama pants. That's oh, so hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, there are things about it that I like, but it just it went to like, you know, it, the when the f- stick in the finger and the dead girl's head and the uh, I'm just like, oh, I just I don't know. Not wow, a fan. I thought you would love that. I stuff. prefer the subtlety of the original. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but you already got that. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. So now you have a new, a new thing to love. Yeah, like imagine. 
imagine if a different director did that, someone that likes to deal in ghosts, like a Del Toro or something. That would have been cool. I was going to say Flanagan, but Flanagan always ends up going for um, those those certain shots with ghostly stuff, and it might have pushed it a little too far for me. But I think Del Toro could have could have done it justice. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then, uh, this is a more recent one, but I'm going to mention the clapping game scene from Insidious mm-hmm. from the conjuring two speaking of another thing that was ruined in the trailer <laughs> conjuring but, one you're talking about no it's oh it is the conjuring one never mind oh it was that was so disappointing that trailer was so disappointing yeah, that to me because sometimes you well sometimes sometimes you can tell yeah. that that's supposed to be a big scare moment and right if you already know about it going in, then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't stop me from watching trailers, though. I still love watching trailers, but it just, you know, I get irritated <laughs> when they do something that blatant. I don't watch horror trailers and I don't watch, I don't really care about other things. Like, I don't mind watching trailers. Like, if a new Rocky movie was coming out, I, I would watch the trailer. Like, I don't care. And I do notice that I do forget most uh, everything by the time I go see the movie. So, like, with other stuff, I I don't really care. But I feel like with horror, there's something about a horror movie that, that needs the unknown. You're supposed to evoke a reaction at it. I mean, how are you going to do that when you told me what you're going to do later? Right. Yeah, that's 100%. Yeah, so, like, I... I will go on record because I know I've said for like, I guess the whole 10 years here, I don't watch trailers, but like, I will say that <clears throat> that only goes for a really hard. Like, I don't really care. Like if, um, like if that new Willy Wonka movie or whatever, like I would look at that to see if, if I'll watch it. Well, unfortunately you're next, Dave. Oh, I'm next. Okay. I'll go with something quick here. I will say, since we're talking about the changeling, since we're not talking about the changeling, I'm going to bring into the changeling. Since we're talking about the conjuring. Well, the conjuring did something that was kind of reminiscent of the changeling. So I got to talk about that scene. It, and it's yeah, they both sound like the same thing. Yeah, yeah counseling scene. Yes, it's the ball scene exactly. Boom, boom, boom down the stairs. After he goes and he chucks it and he comes home in the the slow mo and he turns around and boom, boom, boom. Holy shit! That is a moment. Man, yeah, God, I, I, the opening of that film where his oh. wife and daughter get killed oh. is just what the fuck. Uh, and right. then uh, his his performance throughout George C. Scott is oh my God the uh, the seance scene oh in awesome. that movie and that actually Juan did use a similar thing in Insidious. Where, like, you know, yes, the when mask. she put on the mask and stuff. So yeah. it was a similar type situation, which he does a lot. And I, even though yeah. everybody knows that I love James Wan, I'm not going to say that everything he does is original. But he knows that. Like, it's not like it's an accident. The, the, the thing that I love about him is he takes all these things and he just throws everything in, in there and it comes out masterful because he knows what he's fucking doing but his his influences are wide out in the open like he you know you can tell where he got this stuff from but that doesn't make it any less good because his because his execution is so spot on you know 
But yeah, the the Changeling, that is my all-time favorite ghost movie. Awesome. And I think it's legitimately scary. And uh, George C. Scott, his performance in that is just as astounding. Like his oh, emotional man. performance, like when he yes. wakes up in the morning crying. Oh, my gosh. Like, it oh. breaks my heart. Yeah. No, he's great. He's great in this. And he's great in Exorcist 3. And Exorcist yeah. 3, he's, he's funny. Like sometimes when he gets mad, he goes, no, it is not in the file. Oh, my you know? God. <laughs> Brian says that all the time. And I love he it. says that. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it is not. It is not in the file. <laughs> anyway. And I'll go, his goddamn nose is broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, great stuff. He's great. But Alex, you seen The Changeling or no? No, I missed that one. Okay. Oh, it's so good. You must. Yeah. Although you don't want that's the kind it's tough though, because it's it has its style. It's nineteen eighty, but it has the style of a seventies movie. So yes. it it is kind of slow moving and everything else. You have to be into the character. So it's not, you know, like a, a mid eighties ghost story or something. It's it's a different type of pacing. So um but then again, I mean you like the old old stuff and that moves kinda of slow. So Right. You, yeah, I think you'd like the changeling. No, I, I'm good with slow pace. Right on. Slow burn, whatever you call it. Yeah, good. So, yeah, the change it along also is, is a the fantastic balls mystery. Great. Like, there's a really cool mystery in that film. Oh, yes. And then how he comes to solve the mystery is just, uh, it's just one, it's, to me, it's one of those movies that's like one great scene after the other. You know, I just love it. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I won't say anything else about it then. Okay. <laughs> you got to see it. I'll... I'll go for an obvious one that I think that no one's going to say because I don't think it's considered horror per se, especially amongst us. Uh, the Sixth Sense, I see dead people scene. Uh, God damn it. Well, sure. <laughs> what, you have that in your list? Well, I had that Bruce Willis was alive the whole time. The like reveal. The scene where the reveal comes. Right, I was going to say the same old thing, like, and, and it has another one, yeah? So, yeah, you got the I See Dead People. I mean, that is insanely quoted. It, you know, it's joked, I see stupid people. Like, there's memes. Well, there, there's really not so much anymore because this is an old movie, but there was a time when the memes were going around with this. And um, so you got that iconic moment. Um, and we did talk about the girl thrown up in the tent. Yeah. But and Dave mentioned yeah. the shotgun to the back of the head. That. Oh wait, so we did talk about this movie. Yeah, we but, talked oh, about I, it. We just didn't mention those those parts. Isn't that weird? Oh, that's weird. Wow. Yeah. So either one of the parts, right? The reveal, either, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, there we go. We see we went to part two of this uh, thing just to fill in those gaps that you guys were screaming at the, the speaker for. So <laughs> th that's just that. So since since I did another half C, then I'll just throw in uh, a real one. Child's Play, yes. the no batteries scene. Yes! Oh, that's a awesome. good one. Yep. I love her scream. Catherine Hicks, her scream in that scene when she yeah. when he turns his head around, it, it just she just drops him and does that scream. It's so good. So oh my good. Gosh. I love a good I scream. Mean... Imagine that in real life. Oh, your kid says or you see I forgot exactly the premise of what she the knowledge she had but 
Well, remember, she saw in the box that she looked in the box and saw that the, the batteries, you know, they come with the toys sometimes. She saw that the batteries were in the box wrapped up still. They had never been opened. So then she went to see maybe they're a backup set. Who, you know what I mean? Maybe they gave you extra batteries. But that's when the thought got in her head. So then she was like, okay, I got to go look. Oh, my gosh. Because he's been talking, obviously. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So imagine that. Because oh. <clears throat> now that's one of those moments where, like, we're in the know. It's like, yeah, look, it's real. <laughs> and you want her to be in the know. And then... You get that moment. It's it's so satisfying to a viewer. But then even you think that you're just going to get that moment. But on top of it, you get her jump scare or your your new jump scare on top of it. So, yeah, awesome. that's definitely a moment for that movie. They definitely brought it back with that one. Oh, yeah, 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 Okay, well then, I have the first time we see Belial in Basket Case. <laughs> awesome. It's a bit Didn't of he, like, go jogging in his underwear or something? Uh, I remember that for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't he running down the street in a pair of underwear and, like, sneakers? I don't know. It's been a while. I haven't watched it in a couple of years. I should watch that again because I love that movie. Me too. Okay, well... All right, I'll talk about a couple. I'll talk about this one. This is honestly just a an amazing uh, kill, an after effect. But it's, to me, it's something that you'll always remember. And you do see it places and you do see a picture of it and, and everything else. And it's the it's the impalement scene, the kill in Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, hell, I mean, that's so iconic that he had to go to court. Uh, right, <laughs> right, man. But man, I mean, there is there's great gore in that movie. It's a great movie for that stuff. But that particular shot, I just, I don't know how the hell they did it, and it, it's just blows me yeah. away every time I see it. You know. And they just had her sitting on a seat, like with the uh, the pole, and she was sitting on a seat, and then she had the other part of it coming out of her, but of her mouth and what amazes me about that is that they did such a good job lining up the poles mm. that it looks so realistic you know and if it had been if she had swayed one bit you know to the front or the back or the left or right it would fuck it up but it was perfectly straight it looked so real and it's just horrifying like that whole and i love that bit too because when they come up on her and alan is like joking and smiling and the guy's like watch it alan i'm filming and he's like oh and then he gets his serious face yeah i love that movie yeah the one thing i don't love is at the end when he walks out of the building and he's like <laughs> who are the real cannibals and i'm like well the island people because those were the they were the eating people they <laughs> like that is the definition of a cannibal like, well yeah they should have said were the real bad people then it would be right you know but like monsters they should have said who are the real monsters yes yes exactly been better yeah not cannibals <laughs> i mean although in a way you can say they're cannibalizing uh, okay, metaphorically well, i get going up there you are correct yeah you know so i guess you could look at it that way yeah let's do silence of the lambs when um we got a couple again. God. Talking to Hannibal behind the bars and talking about that dream or something when she saved the sheep or whatever it was. 
the lambs. Yeah, yeah. She, she heard the lambs. She woke up and heard the lambs screaming and she went out and tried to save them, but they wouldn't run. So she grabbed one and, and ran off with it. But then she got caught a couple miles down the road. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean you like recreate that one time. <laughs> mm, yeah, I think so. <laughs> the I was thinking me. of the uh, the Buffalo Bill scene where he reveals oh. himself. You know, yeah, that that's another one <laughs> for sure. I mean, hell, Jay and Silent Bob ripped it off. Yeah, even the line when he talks about the the fava beans, you know. <laughs> yeah, that tucking the penis, um, yep, the, the mask at the end. The mask is great. Like, there's, like, four iconic scenes in this movie. Love your suit. <laughs> yeah. And that's another movie that's forgotten in horror. We actually just watched that last week. Because I was like, do you want... I came home and I'm like, do you want to watch Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> and he's like, uh... Wow. Sure, okay. And it was actually because I was listening to Duncan and he, for his 10-year anniversary show, he just did his top yes. 10 favorite movies of all time. And that was one of them, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are pretty iconic. Like, how many movies does a guy tuck his dick between his legs, <laughs> stare in the mirror like that? That was hilarious. For sure. Um, well, the butterfly scene when they and when he walks into uh, like when they go back in oh. and after he's killed the cops and you've got the one cop oh. that's like splayed open like a butterfly tied to the bars and his body is just like hanging open like that mm-hmm. that is horrific right oh Clay, this movie's chock full of them really is um i gotta watch it again i have all of them even like that weird like red dragon one like i didn't watch it for years because i thought it was a bruce lee movie i was just i, just kept, I was like why did, did michael put this in here i didn't know what it was <laughs> <laughs> so I, ne- I never watched it. That's amazing. I was like, yeah, he gave me that, Michael J. And I was like, why is this here? Um, so I just ignored it. And then you got, <clears throat> what was the other one, like a prequel? Oh, Hannibal Rising? That was the last one they did, the prequel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then there's the original. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's it Manhunter. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the scene where uh, he comes bursting through the the window at the end of the movie, just like Jason style, just like through the window. And that's a that's a beautiful shot. I just love that movie, too. You know, nobody ever really talks about that one very much, but I. Jamie, they don't talk about any of them. Yeah. Nobody talks about the first one. Not a lot. (laughs) Nobody talks about Science of the Lambs. Or, or any of this stuff. Like, it is the weird... It's like a Psycho kind of thing. It fell between the cracks like Psycho. Like, everyone knows it's there. Everyone maybe knew that there were Psycho sequels. Maybe. I'm not even sure if they knew that. And then um, it just goes away. You know, nobody says anything. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm as passionate about this, that we should do a retro to resurrect it like we did with Psycho, but um, I think we're talking about it now, and that's good enough. <laughs> Word. You guys don't want to do a retro on that, right? Uh, well, I mean, I actually, I wouldn't turn it down just because it's been a while since I've seen Hannibal and Red Dragon, and I've never seen Hannibal Rising. I don't think. Mm. I wonder if we are we capable of doing loose retros. Like, I almost feel like I just want to have a show where we just talk about all of them in a weird non 
specific way. Like, remember how we used to, like, really yeah. take you through the journey? Like, I, I wonder if we if we could just do more touch-upon stuff. We would have to watch them all before that one show to have them all in our memory. Yeah, so if you're going right. to sit down and watch still have to do five that. movies, right? right? <laughs> yeah, so that's the problem, not talking about it. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, what about the ending of Blair Witch? Where the yeah. original, where he's standing in the corner, just like Rustin. I was going to call him Rustin Peace. <laughs> Rustin Peace? What is that, a freaking garbage pail kid? No, it's a Megadeth <laughs> no. album. It's oh, a Megadeth. Rustin Rust Peace. Yeah, Rustin Peace is an album. Rustin, Rustin Parr. Um, like how he used to make the kids stand in the corner while he killed the other one. And then, so when you see that, you immediately mm. know what's going on. And right. then, of course, she gets hit and goes down, and then the movie ends. And I just think that's a great ending. Oh, to this day, to this day in freaking found footage, handheld movies, they freaking end them that way. It's it's passe now, but the bottom line is that is the impact that it had on a freaking on horror that, that people are the, still the person recording falls over. Yeah, like the cameras drop because they're dead and the movie ends. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, of course, this was the first to do it. And at the time, oh, my gosh, what a freaking – oh, it was amazing. Everything about that movie and the marketing and when it came out was amazing. Nobody can ever take no, that away from that movie. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah, the marketing was amazing. It, it was the right time because if, even if they waited till like 10 years ago – to do something like that and let's say there were no found footage till that point it still wouldn't i think there's too much um inter interaction online right. and stuff to ever believe that that was real you know yeah i mean back then the internet was in its infancy as far as people you know being regular users so you pretty much had to go on what you got exposed to. And they did that great uh, sci-fi doc before the movie came out, just kind of pumping everything up to make it seem more realistic. Yeah, I love Amazing. it. The unfortunate thing is I knew that it was a movie before that because we had been, my friends and I had been following it forever and waiting for it to come out. Like 19 of us went to see that movie when the night it came out. <laughs> Wow. We drove an hour and a half to see it. And there were 19 of us. We had a whole line of cars <laughs> like, just driving down there to wow. see it. And um, yeah, like we were super excited and we knew like we were we loved the documentary and all the marketing stuff. Like, but we knew it was fake, but it didn't matter because it was just so brilliant. It was so and no one had ever done anything like that before. Like it was just the coolest yeah. thing. You know, and now we have thing, and then you know, Cloverfield did something similar with their marketing, where they had the websites and the little things, the little uh, clues that you could find, and leading up to that movie coming out. And so, yeah, but Blair Witch started that marketing thing, which is just phenomenal. I think it's a fun experience. I don't love everything about that movie and i think i've said that probably a lot of times in the past heather kind of gets on my nerves but yeah with her nose running all over the and, camera <laughs> so well it is just like i get that it was off the cuff and you know it and naturally people say fuck a lot but i just feel like that was 
that was there was nothing there. I, I don't know. It just feel like eh, there could have been you could have done a little bit better with that. But did I ever tell you that that's why I never watched it? No. What? Ever tell that's a weird story? Yeah. So like that movie just came out <clears throat> and maybe it was like right at the rental period of it or whatever. Uh, I don't think it was on TV or anything. And I don't know, my sister might have been watching it or something. And I walked in, and I was like, what's this? And she said that. And I remember it was like in the middle of the movie or whatever. For the minute I was sitting there or standing there watching, the word fuck was said like 12 times or something. It, for some reason, was a major turnoff to me. I don't know. I think in my mind at that time when I was like 19, 20, I just perceived it as like these new kids trying to do horror movies and trying to do better or whatever than the things I grew up with or whatever. And they think just saying fuck all the time is cool and that's what people want. And this, that, the other thing. And it was just like... To me, it was such, like, a turnoff of, like, probably, like, the creativity. Like, no creativity, no imagination. You got nothing. All you're doing is trying to be cool by saying fuck a hundred times. And it made me just go, like, eh. I just walked away. And then I had this sour taste in my mouth from that point. And I I haven't watched Blair Witch until, like, uh, 2020 or, when, or whenever we we talked about it one time on this show. And, and uh... At that point, it was way too late for someone to watch it the first time, and it just did nothing for me. And I was excited to just let I let that stuff go eventually, but I still never watched it. But um, I was really hoping to to feel what you guys felt because you all kept like praising it. So I was like, well, now I don't care about that stuff. And and I went to watch it, and unfortunately, it was it was just not the right place, not the right time anymore. It was, that ship has sailed. Like, you're not going to get a new person who's watched as much horror as I have uh, to watch that and think it's good. You know, you had to be there. It's one of those things you had to be there. Man. See, when it came out, it was when I was out of horror. I was disgruntled. I was just doing other things with my life. I was partying it. And I, I just, horror took a dump and came back for, I came back, like I said, for a hot minute when Scream came out and everything. And I, then it, after that, it was just piss poor. 98 was a bad year. 97, I was done. Well, not really. You had, uh, you had the faculty and disturbing behavior. Which to me at the time seemed like Scream clones. And I, I was tired of it. Just by the look of it, I was just like I was out of it. I just couldn't get into it. I was just like, eh, everything looks the same and what have you. The covers, everything, it just didn't do anything for me. So oh, I was yeah, kind of out. Covers all look the same. Oh, dude, it was bad. So I was out of it. And then there was this girl at work. I'll never forget it. She told me about the Blair Witch Project. She goes, "Have you heard?" And the way she told me was that it was something real. So at the time, I was like, "Holy shit, really!" And I didn't see it at the theater. And of course, by the time I, it did come around, I knew that it wasn't. But still. Uh, and I, I saw it. I enjoyed it. And then I didn't watch it for years, a long, long time, because I got so into found footage movies after the big glut of them that came out after Paranormal Activity really blew it up. And then they were oh, all yeah. over. A lot of great ones, too. So and they have done so much in found footage that they and, and so this is what I thought for a couple of years. I'm like, well, if I go back and watch Blair Witch now, it's going to seem tame by today's standards. It's not going to hit me. So I avoided it for a couple of years. One day I watched it because I think 22 Shots was going to do a, 
the the whole thing, the franchise, the three. And I and I, you guys you guys know me that I like to if I'm going to listen to a review of something, I want to watch the movie because I'm not going to remember anything. So I watched Blair Witch. I had the Blu-ray. I sat down. I was by myself. I sat down. I was in the dark. And I tell you what, it blew me away. I was in with those characters the whole time getting spooked out. The the sound design, the freaking everything about it, it totally worked. And I have loved it ever since. And I didn't expect that to happen. And so it hit me really well. The thing is, you it can never happen again because everything – is fake every, every you can't put anything out now. Everyone's gonna say it's fake. Even something that's real, people are gonna comment and say, "Oh, it, it's fake as fuck." You can't even attempt to do anything nowadays because of what's happened with freaking, you know, all the stuff that people can do now with their computers. See, even just put up YouTube videos and they know nothing, nothing real. What like. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like, why would we think that if that was real, that, that they would release it in a theater? Yeah, <laughs> at right. the time like, because it had never been th- done before. We just weren't thinking. I guess so. I guess that's how I look at it. We had that naive thing going, I guess, at the moment. But yeah, like now, I would be like, no, who who released this? What are you talking about? Like, uh, I, I wouldn't even believe that it was. Well, real. I pictured, I, you know, people went missing. And they kind of put it out there as a, as you know, almost like watching. Like the parents are willing to have it be out as a warning. Something that's just not a warning necessarily, because you don't know who's but dead. Maybe you a, have you seen my kids? You know, yes. Kind of yeah, almost like uh, what's that like, show? Like a milk uh, carton. Unsolved <laughs> mysteries. Yeah, but it wouldn't be in a movie theater where you're selling tickets. It would be just on a. It would be like on a, a special of um, Unsolved Mysteries that's or something said, like that. Unsolved Mysteries. That's a, it was like that, except on Unsolved Mysteries, they had reenactments. This was not a reenactment because they were fortunate enough to have it all on camera. So I figure that it's coming out to the theater because because of that. They're trying to spread the word and see if you know anybody can can help. That's what I just imagined at the time. Like, wow, that that's cool. You know, so that's just what I thought. What do I know? I was in my 20s. It was believable. There was no Internet. And so but you can't do it now. Everything looks fake. It's so funny. Every time you watch like movies now, like laptop horror movies, when it's a YouTuber or something else, because there's a bunch, you always see people in the comments saying that looks fake or that's fake. And in the movie, it's supposed to be real. But that that is what people would do nowadays. Anytime they see anything, uh, a YouTube video or anything like a found footage movie, you can't even attempt to get away with it anymore. So it's gone. That's what's great about that movie. It was a piece of the time where it could work. And as far as the F-bombs, that happened to me a long time ago, Alex, when I was a kid. Uh, 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy and freaking Nick Nolte. They were walking down the street. I never heard so many F-bombs in my life. And I was like, what the hell? And because of that, I never watched that movie. However, I bet if I go back now, it's tame. But the thing is, at the time, it seemed crazy. And my dad used F freaking every other word, word, so it shouldn't have faced me. But on the movie, it did. Right. I'm going to tell you this. Do not ever watch. If you think that, that's nothing. Blair Witch. Do not ever watch um, the bowling one. Uh, the freaking... What the hell was it called again? Oh, God. Uh, bowling for Columbine? Gutter Balls. Don't ever watch Gutter Balls because every third word is fuck. And don't ever watch a movie that came out last year called um, uh, uh, oh, the Christmas movie. Christmas Bloody Christmas. Yeah, I, I love never that seen movie, it. but that part just irritates me. What uh, part? The fact that he says fuck so much. All of them. <laughs> or, the whole, I've never so, seen yeah, anything like it do. since Gutterballs. I'm like, 
And people try to defend it. Oh, yeah, you, you must not be around people because they talk like that. I'm like, listen, I'm going to tell you, when I hang out like with my that. friends, we talk like that, but not every three not words. Not much. Like it's like, it's, right. it's, you don't, it's not just, just like, fuck you, look at this fucking, fucking, fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. Like, nobody does that. Right. You know? When people do that on this show, I put a bell ringing after it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get some of that Christing feed. <laughs> oh, that's the greatest. I've got one big bastard of a check here. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that always cracks me up. And it's funny, you know, um, oh, man. my favorite to this day, I know people probably think it's crazy, but yeah, almost 10 years later, I still never found a show as good as Sons of Anarchy. So that's still my favorite show of all time. And one thing that I am really grateful for is that when they did the Mayans, which was like the follow-up spinoff of that show, now on FX, they do, they consider it safe harbor to say fuck on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Sons was going from 2008 to um, whatever seven seasons is later, 14 or so or 15, they did not. So on Sons, they never once said fuck, which you weird. It was always like a, a thing. Yeah, it was always kind of weird because it's like, how are these guys never saying that? Like they did say shit, bitch, um, yeah, asshole. Maybe I uh, never realized they didn't drop f bombs. See, I didn't, I didn't even realize it. Isn't that something? Right, <laughs> right. Wow. But because they they knew how to deliver their stuff so well and. They peppered enough shits and bitches in there or whatever that it didn't seem insanely crazy. So what they said was, since they won't let us say fuck, instead I'm going to annoy the shit out of the network and I'm going to keep saying Jesus Christ every time a character would have said fuck. So that's why... Jax is always like Jesus Christ, like, and, and that <laughs> happens all the time on that show. So it's kind of funny, but looking back. And again, I'm not like a prude or anything. It's not like I haven't said it on this show a million times, but I kind of appreciate that that's not on there. No, Me I too. Mean, I say it all the time, but it's just when you go crazy with it like that, one, it sticks out and it calls my attention away from the film. And mm-hmm. two, it's it's like you said, it's a it shows a lack of creativity and good writing. You know, and it just mm-hmm. I'm like, if you can't think of something to say and then you fall back on fuck, you know, six times in one sentence, I just it's annoying because and no, it's not because I'm a prude or I hate the word. I say it all the time, like I said, but it just doesn't come off natural. Mm-mm. And right. when I say it, I want to punctuate something or whatever, you know, like I'm not just going to say fuck the fucking fuckers. Yeah, I mean, and I might say, right. like, fuck you, you fucking fuck, but that if I am, it's a quote, and I'm joking, you know? It's like, right, I right, right. really wouldn't say that, you know, but... It's ridiculous. People don't. They, I mean, they say it a lot. You know what's weird? You ever watch, like, you ever watch Hard Knocks, the, the football stuff? No. It's a real, it must be a real athlete thing, because all the coaches... On hard knocks every year, no matter what, it must be a real alpha male freaking athlete thing. They fucking drop f bombs just like that. Everything they say, so you got to get out there, play some fucking defense. You got to knock their fucking heads off. Anyway, it's like every three words when they're talking. 
my guess is that it's just like an alpha male freaking athletic thing and they all talk that way in football locker rooms but it's 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 always so jarring to me every year when I watch that show and all the coaches and the coaches and the defensive coordinators and the offensive coordinator and how many times they F-bomb. It, it sticks out to me. Like I, I sit there and I count. So that's saying something. And again, I'm, I used to be known as Dave F. Remember, Alex? You know? Yeah. Oh, God. Wow. Dave was insane in like the – what was it? The second show of Banana Laser? Was Sam and I was hammered and I didn't know what else to do. And see, when you're – I guess it's a nervous thing. You don't know what else to say, and you just you start saying Fs, but I don't know. Wow, that's weird. Just now when you went, see, as soon as you said that, Jonathan Orr wrote to me, see, with <laughs> wow. an explanation and a question mark at the same exact time you said wow. that. See? How about that's that? That's weird. That's very weird. Oh, I got another weird one. Oh, so, so another bizarre coincidence. We haven't done that in this show in a while, so I'll throw it out there. And it's 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 the the J Lo thing with that movie. Yesterday was my birthday. Yay! Yeah. 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 I love it. Forty four. Great. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll only be happy about this when I'm like fifty. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, forty four is young. So I watched two movies of hers. One was Blood and Wine with uh, Jack Nicholson and Stephen Dorff, I guess. And oh. uh, and her. This is like a 1996 movie. Nobody's heard of it. No, I haven't. No. Yeah, it's not amazing or anything. And then we wanted to do a double feature with her, so we watched The Boy Next Door. Actually, I wanted to watch Sleepaway Camp 3, but my wife said I cannot keep doing this every summer. She goes, <laughs> you've got to start watching this crap alone. She goes, listen. It's like Brian. <laughs> yeah. She's humored me, but this has been going on for 10, 13 years now. So she's kind of like, I watched it because of you... And all this stuff, but I don't know if I want to spend the rest of my life doing this. She's like, the first one is what it is, but I, I don't know if I can keep doing this. So she begged me to, she said, let's just watch another J-Lo movie. Like, she thinks she could always get me with J-Lo. Mm -hmm. So then we picked the J-Lo movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it worked. Um, so we did The Boy Next Door, because we haven't watched that in a while. So the movie starts. They celebrate her son's birthday and... J-Lo brings out a cake that looks exactly like the one we just ate. And then the dad says, do you want to go camping this weekend for Labor Day weekend? Oh, wow. Oh, damn. That's true. Like, what? We were just like, no way is this happening. Because, sure, you could say, oh, gee, what are the odds Alex would watch a J-Lo movie? But you got to really take in that we weren't even going to. I could have picked any of these movies, and I did pick a different one, and the one with Matthew McConaughey. I felt I felt like watching uh, All Right, All Right, All Right. She said, no, nah, we've seen that one a lot of times. Let's watch something we haven't seen in a while. So we did The Boy Next Door, and, and then that happened. Like, we... I was just like, I got to tell these guys. And then uh, here we are doing a show right away. So, Wow. <laughs> I was able to do it here. But yeah, how weird. This is still going on. Well, how about yesterday when Jamie, when I grabbed that, that DVD right as she said those words, and I just happened to be listening. Wow. Go ahead and, and, and document it on the show since it is horror related. Yeah. we were. I'm trying to catch up because these guys keep talking about uh, the responses these shows are getting, and I'm behind on my podcast. So I've been trying to catch up. So I finished The Nightmare on Elm Street, and then I was on the hot 10 of the big three. 
and um, I was listening yesterday, and I was cleaning up my Blu-rays and DVDs, and I have all different stuff all over the place, and I'm just trying to get it organized. So I bring it all down here in the basement where I have all my movies, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Now, I have these these movies that have been sitting in this one section in my closet for a little while now. The reason I have them is because they're DVDs, and when I used to work – we would have to go on storm duty and Alex knows all about this. And I was a wire guard and you're sitting there for hours doing nothing, waiting for the crew to show up. So I would bring my computer with me, which has a DVD, um, you know, slot for it. So I would bring my computer with me and I would bring DVDs. So I have like three or four DVDs that I just put in like this little thing, um, you know, where, where it's clear and you can see what the movies are. So I just had them sit and I just realized that I had not put them away and I'm not doing that anymore, so I'm not going to have that. Next time I watch a DVD, maybe I'll be on a plane with my computer. But anyway, <laughs> so I decided to put my old DVDs away back into the slots where they went and into the places they went. So I'm reaching around. I'm listening to Jamie, and she, we were talking about what's her name? Monica Kina. Monica Kina, who Alex had just brought up five minutes ago on our text about something else, saying, how did you know that I liked her? And I said, I can't remember. But anyway – so he was also talking about the same podcast and I'm sitting there and Jamie says, ever since I saw her in, um, and she says the night of the demons remake, she says, and when she was talking about that, because that's when she was hooked up with, uh, furlong they were in them right together yeah and when she said the night of the demons when she said that and i was grabbing these blank dvds with titles written on them from the corner of my thing i picked up to see what it was and it was freaking night of the demons dvd right when she <laughs> said it i was like holy shit you know what are the chances of this i and think there was another layer to that wasn't there too like probably um, <laughs> there usually is I was talking about how did you know I liked her, and that's the show he was listening to at the moment. Right. Yeah, and then, that too. And then, yes. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh wait," he's like, "Look what just happened," and that was yeah, that was wild. Yeah, the fact that I'm even referring to a show we recorded two months ago or whatever, or a month ago, like how why would I talk about that on that particular day and that particular girl while we're talking about that particular girl on that show that he's finally getting to, and then you mention a movie that's in his hands. And like just unbelievable. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty you crazy. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Well, how about that? Okay, Night of the Demons. There you go. <laughs> That'll be my last one. How about that? I'll pick it out for Night of the Demons. Think of a segue. Yeah, two scenes. I always think about the nipple scene with freaking yep, the lipstick. Linnea putting yeah the lipstick in the nipple is a great trick and it's really cool. And I, and I always talk about Angela's dancing scene. With, you know, Stigmata Martyr, because I think it's incredible. So I think those are kind of iconic scenes, no? Well, yeah. And uh, eat a bowl of fuck. I am here to partay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, eat a bowl a of fuck. That is one of my favorite lines ever. It is great. Oh, and he said fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 oh, we can't watch it no more. <laughs> But yeah. see, it was a restrained use and a carefully planned use of the word, and that makes it funny. And that's why it's memorable, <laughs> not when you say it 47 times. Yeah, I mean, fuck, why don't you go and eat a fucking bowl of fuck? Isn't the same. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yep, that was part two, obviously, of iconic moments in horror. Again, I just want to reiterate, 
The reason we love doing these types of shows is because now we get to really travel across the vast um, plethora of horror out there instead of um, just focusing on one thing. So <clears throat> it's always fun to do this, and we're gonna we're gonna keep finding reasons and ways to to really <clears throat> stretch our legs in that sense. And who knows, maybe we mentioned something that someone out there hasn't seen, and maybe they will now because we talked about it. Yeah. Great time once again. Wow, that was that was fun again. Um, it's uh, a nice show to do in our nice new dungeon. Um, I'm happy about that. This dungeon's so nice, and that picture that uh, they took of us for the, the new season is so nice. Um, oh, and my wife, you're going to love this. My wife went to like a, a store and she saw a sign. It's like carved out of wood. It's about two feet wide, about six inches tall. It's about three inches thick, the, the lettering. And it says spooky. And she bought it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, ah, great. Now we're those people. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, babe. Awesome. <laughs> 